we turn to Proverbs. One second, bro. Okay. Which one of your kids go to Sunday school? <clears throat> Do they all go? Just a little too? Alright, turn them this way. Jameson, get my Bible. Nathaniel, get my water. Get the get that Bible over there. Yeah, I'm teaching the kids Sunday school. Oh, I thought you asked if I was teaching. You guys are in for it. Excuse me, folks, I'm just a big drip this morning. More ways than one. We're continuing in our study this morning of the assets of our heavenly bank account. We're looking this morning at wisdom. That's the eighth in, in the number of ten. So we'll have two more after this. This has been a, a great blessing to me. I have learned more. I have been humbled more. And need to be humbled even more. But I trust that it has been a blessing to you as well. Our subject this morning is wisdom. I'm the last person that should be talking about this. I guess I could say my life kind of mimics Jacob. Jacob was a very unwise man, very stubborn. Kathy and I come to church and we pass this pasture and there's his cows there and his donkey and he comes up and we named him Jacob because Jacob was always stubborn. And so we enjoy seeing him every he comes up to the fence sometimes. I stopped one time and tried to talk to him, but he wouldn't talk to me. <laughs> so we just went on. But I don't like to be identified with Jacob, but I feel more like my life speaks of his, and I trust that it's improved as I've aged. But wisdom is a, a very humbling subject. Many talk about it and yet possess little of it and then know even less about it. I was watching the debates the other day. I'm not much of a politician. I don't like politics, but I endured it for a little bit just to see. And there, I think there was eight or ten of them up there. I don't know how many. I heard one wise thing spoken out of all those men and some of them I liked. Some of them uh, I didn't like. Pence, I can't think of his first name right offhand, mentioned the Lord Jesus Christ. I actually said that on TV. I thought they was going to bleep him. 
the only wise word I heard. Thank the Lord for his boldness. What is wisdom? I see very little of it in this world today. I hope I, and I hope we as God's people, show forth wisdom in our lives. We could do better, but thank God we have done as well as we have. So what is what is wisdom? What what? True wisdom has to do with the ways and the purposes of God. I think that's pretty uh, accurate description in Colossians. Chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. It says, I would have you know, this is Paul writing to these folks there, what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, be knit together in love and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. You won't find it outside of Christ. You might have worldly wisdom, but that's not we're talking, what we're talking about this morning. We're talking about godly wisdom. You may think of biblical wisdom as the skillful use of the knowledge of God. One of my early teachers, that is pastors, when I was a young Christian and was feeling a call to preach, uh, said that when you're studying something out, always look where the word is used the first time in the Bible. I've, I've used that information quite often and it's very true. In Exodus 28... Here we find the first place it's used. Exodus 28 verse 1. It says, And take thou unto thee, this is the, the Lord speaking to Moses. Uh, he then given him the all the instructions for the, the ark and all those uh, words of how he's to do it. So take unto thee, take thou unto thee Aaron and thy, thy brother and his sons with him from among the children of Israel that he may minister unto me in the priest's office. Even Aaron and Nadab and Abihu, Eleazar uh, and Ithamar, Aaron's sons. 
And thou shalt make holy garments for Aaron, thy brother, for glory and beauty. And thou shalt speak unto all that are wise-hearted, whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom, that they may take, make Aaron's garments to consecrate him, that he may minister unto me in the priest's office. The word wisdom there, I have filled with the spirit of wisdom, means skillful. And you notice as it goes on down, fill him with the wisdom, uh, spirit of wisdom, he may make Aaron's garments to consecrate him that he may minister unto me in the priesthood. How did they know how to make these garments? God gave them the knowledge to do that. He gave them the wisdom to do it. Nobody had ever made priest garments before. I always wondered sometimes when you see things and uh, that, that are invented, and you think, "Well, wonder how they ever got the idea to, to, to first to first make that or to think of it." Well, I don't care what it is in this world or in the spiritual world. God gave them that knowledge. You think about Adam when he named all the animals. Where did he get that wisdom? It wasn't in his cranium, I'll tell you that. Before the Lord spoke it to him. So it's, it's the word there means skillful. And it speaks also there of being wise-hearted. Thou shalt speak unto all that are wise-hearted. The term wise-hearted refers to those who God imparted skill in making the holy garments for the priest. But it's one thing to... Uh, possess wisdom it's another together altogether different thing to employ wisdom as a guiding principle in our lives what God imparted to them they could learn nowhere else this is wisdom of how to do that uh, same over there in Exodus 31. Chapter 31, verse 1. Just giving you an, an idea of this matter of, of, of wisdom. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, See, I have called thy name, by name Beelzebub, Be Bezael, the son of Uriah, Uriah, the son of her of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, and understanding and in knowledge and all manner of workmanship to devise cunning works to work in, in gold and in silver and in brass and in cutting stones to set them and in carving the timber to work in all manner of workmanship and I behold I have given with him uh, uh, Holiab the son of uh, Ahizamach of the tribe of Dan and in the hearts of all that are wise harder I have put wisdom that they may make all that I have commanded thee. 
when the Lord appeared to Solomon over in 1 Kings chapter 3 In verse 5, 1 Kings 3, 5. Now we know in scriptures it speaks of the wisdom of Solomon. 1 Kings 3, verse 5, it says, In giving the Lord appeared unto Solomon in a dream by night. God said, Ask what I shall give thee. Solomon said, Thou hast showed me unto thy servant David, my father, great mercy, according to uh, as he walked before me in truth, and in righteousness and in uprightness of heart with thee, and thou hast kept for him this great kindness, that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. And now, O Lord my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father. And I am but a little child. This is Solomon speaking now in his prayer. I know not how to go out or to come in. Now, servant in the midst uh, is in the midst of the people which thou hast chosen, a great people, that cannot be numbered, nor counted, nor multitude. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad for who is able to judge this so great a people. And the speech pleased the Lord, and Solomon asked this thing, that he asked this thing. And God said unto him, Behold, cause thou hast asked this thing, and hast not asked for thyself long life, neither hast asked riches for thyself, nor hast asked the life of thine enemies, but hast asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment, Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and understanding heart, that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any be like unto thee. So the Lord appeared unto Solomon, and he asked him what he wanted, and he said wisdom. And the Lord gave it to him. Now, if you paid attention in these readings, there is a connection there between wisdom and knowledge in Psalm chapter 2 begins there why did the heathen rage and why the people imagine and the people imagine the same thing Kings of earth set themselves. We will take counsel together against the Lord and his anointed. He goes on down and says in verse 10, verse 8, he says, Ask of me and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings, be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Notice the connection. Be wise out now, therefore, O ye kings, be instructed, ye judgments of the earth. Connection between wisdom and knowledge. Wisdom is a submissive mind to reverence God in all that he commands. 
That's the skill of wisdom. In Proverbs chapter 1, which everyone knows, Proverbs is the book of wisdom. In verse 7 it says, Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, the king of Israel, the same Solomon we're speaking about this morning. To know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding. Notice, notice that. How that wisdom and, and, and uh, understanding are always linked together. Verse 3, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice and judgment and equity. To give subtlety to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning. A man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. That he, he, he will, will acquire them. He doesn't just hear wisdom and say, well, I don't need that. I, I, I have pretty much a, a, a mind to, to make the right decisions. I'm pretty wise. And this world thinks they're pretty wise about everything. I have another word for him. Myself as well. When we act uh, in disobedience to God's word. Detain the wise counsel, verse 6, to understand a proverb and the interpretation. The words of the wise and their dark sayings. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fools despise wisdom and instruction. The Bible says God is not in all their hearts. That pretty much makes that statement right there. Skill of wisdom is to have a submissive mind to reverence God. Notice back in Psalm 2. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest you be angry and you perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. The skill of wisdom is a submissive mind to reverence God. Wisdom is the ability to live skillfully for God's instructions and according to his commands. I think I've got that point across so far, haven't I? Wisdom proceeds from the mind and the mouth of God. Where else do you get wisdom? You get it from God. You can't find it anyplace else. Verse 7 of Psalm uh, Proverbs 1 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Wisdom is an acquired asset. Verse 5 says, A wise man will hear and will increase learning. God didn't just save us and just pour wisdom into our heads. The Bible says, Study to show thyself approved unto God. That's how you get wisdom. By keeping 
your heart and mind in the Word of God. We learn it from Scripture because Scripture is God-breathed. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. The man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. God, the first place where we get it from. And then if God has placed us in a, a proper place in a good church, we learn it from Scripture because the pastor preaches from the Word of God. He doesn't get his sermon off the Internet. Or borrow it from somebody that he's heard down the line. We learn wisdom from Scripture. We learn it from godly teachers in godly homes. Now, New Testament Baptist churches raise up your children the way they should go. Timothy learned from his grandmother and his mother. John 5, 89 you got to hurry. I need to talk faster. John 5, 39. I'm sorry. There's no 89 verses in John. It says, Search the Scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. And there they would testify of me. 2 Timothy 1, 5. It says, When I called remembrance... The unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother, Lois, and thy mother, Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. That's where he heard it. I heard it from my grandmother. You've heard me tell this before. She was always pre uh, preaching scriptures. That's when I learned I was a sinner and lived like one. To prove that scripture was right till God saved me. Acts sixteen one. Then came he to Derbe, that is, and Lystra, and behold, a certain disciple was there named Timotheus, the son of a certain woman, which was a Jewish, and believed, but his father was a Greek. So there again, there's how John Mark received his wisdom. John Newton, y'all know who John Newton is? He wrote Amazing Grace. He knew what sin was. He was a called himself the old reprobate. He heard it from his godly mother as well. But he didn't heed her. And he lived a life of a seaman. Back in those days, that was about the roughest kind of people there were. As Providence would have it, he 
learned the gospel from a a godly sea captain. Didn't heed it immediately. But eventually was saved. He knew of where he spoke when he wrote Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. Saved a wretch like me. Spurgeon also had a godly upbringing. We have many of Spurgeon's writings. I, I, he's one of my favorite writers. We're going through the, using our devotion. He has a, a book of devotion, morning and evening devotions. And I, I, I enjoy his, his tender and wise sayings that he has there. Why is the world so full of foolishness and foolish people? Because there's no wise instructors in our godless institutions of lower learning. They say the institutions of higher learning. We don't have such a thing. Adam named the creatures of the air and the field in Genesis 2.19. Where did he get that wisdom? From God. Now Adam... Didn't always act wisely, did he? He forfeited a great deal of that knowledge by eating the forbidden uh, tree. And so now man must come into the knowledge of the truth as it is in Christ. And that's the beginning of spiritual wisdom. The time, the time God gave Solomon wisdom, knowledge, he attached the blessing of prolonged days. And because of his wise use of God's blessings, it may be uh, one of the reasons why Solomon was one of just three kings during all the history of Israel that reigned 40 years. But Solomon didn't live wisely, did he? All of his days. He did not daily renew his mind to prove what was the acceptable and perfect will of God. Now before the Lord appeared to Solomon, I'm going to look at Solomon a little bit here quickly because he's, a, he's an example that we need to learn from, not follow after. Before the Lord appeared to Solomon in Gibeah in a dream and granted him the request for wisdom there in 1 Kings 3, 5, which I just read, we find he had a practice of unwise decisions. I'll not turn to these. You find them in 1 Kings chapter 3, 1 through 4. He made a treaty alliance with Pharaoh, king of Egypt, first of all. Here is Solomon, the wisest man. It's one thing to have wisdom. It's another thing to act by wisdom. Then he married Pharaoh's daughter, who was a heathen idolater. To make it worse, he took up on all those practices of the heathen and even set her... Uh, idolatrous idols upon the high hills where God should have been worshipped. Now it seemed that Solomon sensed that he 
couldn't trust his own judgment. And so when God appeared to him and asked, What shall I give thee? He asked for wisdom. <laughs> or an understanding heart. It's interesting, after he awoke from that dream, still thinking wisely, he went to Jerusalem, stood before the Ark of the Covenant, not the high places of his wife, and he offered up burnt sacrifices. Almost as if making a vow to God to live his life wisely. But we know that he didn't. And the end was a terrible end. Now, and just quickly in passing, it's worthy to note that wisdom is personified as a she in Proverbs 1, 20 and 21. It says, Wisdom crieth, in verse 20, she uttereth her voice in the streets. And in Proverbs 31, 26, which is the Proverbs that we know quite so well about the virtuous woman. Proverbs 31 and 26 says, She opened her mouth with wisdom, and her tongue is a law of kindness. Now, I mention her because the church is the pillar of the ground of the truth. 1 Timothy 3 15. And the church is active, which is what wise people do. They, they carry out that which God has put in them in their lives. The church is active. Proverbs 31, 13, I think she's a picture of that. It says she considereth a field and buyeth it with the fruit of her hands. And she receiveth her merchandise, tells all the things that she does. Wisdom is active. <coughs> the church is a type of Christ, or wisdom, because in it, Christ is to receive all the glory. Her children rise up and call her blessed. There again, she's a type of Christ. Of the church, I mean. Speaks about the garments that you wear. The church is always dressed in the garments befitting godliness. You know, modern false churches are obsessed with uh, appearances. They want to please the masses of men. They want ostentatious buildings. That's all they're concerned about. The Lord's church is concerned with inner beauty which manifests itself in good works. But Solomon didn't pursue wisdom for himself. He seemed to exercise it for others. He was wise in things of his earthly kingdom and not so much in things pertaining to his own life. He was sensual and proud and he concerned about wealth. All those things led to his deterioration. It says he spoke 3,000 proverbs but he didn't follow his own advice, did he? <laughs> there was none of Solomon's actual end. 
That's amazing. This is what you see. What's going to last and what's going to stand is going to be those who are wise and who act wisely. He's described as an old man of 60 years of age in Scripture. Whether Solomon repeated or repented and returned to God is a question warmly debated among early followers. There is no record of his repentance. He never wrote a, a penitential psalm like his father David in Psalm 51. We have his remorse, his discontent, his disgust, his self-contempt, but no sobs for his sin, no plea for pardon. Thus was such a tragic, tragic figure before us. Let us take heart the fact that Solomon's wisdom did not teach him self-control. That the only legacy of his violated home, life was a foolish son lacking understanding. This is comments made by C.W. Emmett, who I have no idea who he is. But they're, 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 they're very timely in the message. In Ecclesiastes, which he wrote, he revealed his own dissatisfaction with life. You know, that vanity, vanity, everything. Ecclesiastes talks about all these things you do and all these things you have and experience. It's all, it means nothing without the Lord. Vanity, vanity means emptiness. An unwise person is one who has left God out of his life. A fool would be a more accurate name for such a person. Psalm 14.1, but he's going to get on here. I'm just about done. Psalm 14.1. says, The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. As I've said in the beginning, wisdom is the ability and desire to apply skillfully what God has taught us. The overwhelming number of times uh, wisdom and, and the word wise is used in, 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 uh, in Proverbs is 230 times. But where do you find it? In Christ. 1 Corinthians will close with this verse. 1 Corinthians 1. 1 Corinthians 4, I'm sorry. Chapter 10, verse 10. 1 Corinthians 4.10 says, We are fools for Christ's sake, but ye are wise in Christ. We are weak, but we are, ye are strong. You are honorable, but we are despised. In 2 Timothy 3.15, I think I just I read that once. I'm going to throw it at you again. And then we'll, we'll close. It says, All Scripture. Or, or it says, And that from a child... Thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Because there is the ultimate wisdom in the Lord Jesus Christ. I trust if you don't know him this morning that before this day is out you might experience that wonderful grace. God bless his word.